the rest of you. All right. Happy Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, both with all types of children, maybe grandchildren or, or children or grand dogs or... <laughs> Or neighbors who keep coming around and they're like children. Uh, yes. So, happy Father's Day. I have um, several announcements uh, to share. Um, first, before I forget, there, the yard sale was yesterday. It was quite successful, raising over $18,000, I hear. Yeah, that deserves an applause. Um, part of that sale was uh, the, the, the women, the church circle group, what do y'all, CWF group, was, was selling um, goodies and treats. Is that phone going off? Was that me? Did y'all hear that? You didn't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right. Anyway, the CWF was selling yummy goodies. There's a, a handful left. Um, that they're, they're just in the parlor if you would like to take a treat home. Um, I mean, you should pay for it. What's the, is there a suggested donation? Like a dollar? Okay, a dollar. So if you would like to, to finish off the sale of those. Um, a few other announcements. Pointing out in the bulletin, Hymsing. Uh, in a couple of weeks, so give us your favorite suggestions. Um, they don't have to be in our hymnal, and if that's the case, then if you've got a favorite from a, from an, a previous congregation, perhaps uh, write it on down and, and turn it in so we can we have a couple weeks to find it. Um, last day to order your 7th Street swag, all right? Those orders have to be put in by 11.59 tonight. Um, it automatically cuts off, so you can order uh, back in the Narthex uh, at the table and, and sign on up. Summer stroll after church today. We have a, a, a dogs are welcome, which is why we may have some puppy visitors today. Um, but uh, we're going to Bryan Park at 1230, and everyone's invited for a summer stroll if you would like to go. We're very excited. Um, so also happening this week. Theology on Tap, it's our first one for this summer. That's Tuesday at 6.30. We're just meeting at Ardent over in Scott's Edition. So if that's your thing um, and want to come and talk about uh, questions of your faith or how you live out your faith, um, there's been a lot of interest from the community in that, so I'm really excited to offer that. And I hear that it's something that's been offered before, before I even got here, many moons ago. So uh, glad to bring it back. I'm sure you have heard that Donna Browning passed away this week. So we hold uh, her family, and we hold us in, our, in, in, in prayer. Um, her passing was expected, um, but it is still always hard. And her funeral arrangements are happening um, this Tuesday. Oh, there it goes. June 18th. Uh, visitations at 10 o'clock, the service is at 11, and that's happening at Woody's Funeral Home on Parham. So, hope everyone got that email and, and that information this week. 
This week is also a summer work day. We've invited throughout the summer our young people ages 8 to 18 to come and hang out with us um, one day a week. And so that for this week, it is this Wednesday from 1 to 4. And so we hope that you, if you guys want to come. All, well, we'll, we'll ex- if you are over 18 and want to come hang out with us and help, we will happily invite you and have you. So, um, so there is that. Also want to share that on June 30th, we are having a worship committee meeting. Um, we are transitioning and changing worship committee a little bit, and we are excited to share this information. Perhaps worship committee is something you've been intrigued by and you just want to come and learn more. So that meeting is happening at 9.30 on June 30th, 9.30 a.m. in the library. And at this point, everyone's invited um, if you want to come and learn what's happening. So we extend that invitation to you. Um, I also realized I just jumped up here and said hello and good morning, but didn't welcome some of our many visitors. So welcome to 7th Street Christian Church. Welcome back some other visitors that are here. We are glad that you are here. I'm going to ask Miss Jamie Babzak to come up here because she's a number of things. One, she's preaching this morning. We are swapping roles aren't we? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and do wandering with the kids in a little bit, and I'm really excited. And we did that one because it is important to figure out what, what she's doing, and are we helping her enough? Am I helping her enough? Are we giving her the resources that she needs to be successful? Um, and uh, uh, so I'm excited to go with the kids today. But I also just wanted to share that for those who may not be aware, Jamie is doing her internship. She's been with us for over a year and a half, but is formally doing her internship with Union Presbyterian Seminary here this summer with us. So she has been here full time. So she'll be actually preaching a couple more times this uh, this summer. But we actually will be missing her for the next couple weeks because next Sunday you are at the United Church of Christ Synod in, where are they having that? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the great metropolis of Milwaukee. And then the following Sunday after that, you're headed off to Guatemala. And so just wanted to share our prayers um, with you and and go with God. Um, And we hope that you have a wonderful time. And we thank you for the ministry that you constantly do here at 7th Street and the word that you will bring to us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, If you haven't checked out the flood remediation posters in the back, um, I encourage you to do so after service. I hope you can see them. We try to make them big enough. We invite you to read through it. If you haven't figured out, there's been somewhat of a theme, a water theme. Today we will hear about the flood story. Next week we will hear about the covenant and the rainbow. Um, but uh, please check that out because next week everyone here is invited to a luncheon that's happening after service. It's a spaghetti supper, um, and we'll have spaghetti, vegetarian, meat options, gluten-free options, egg-free options. We'll have it all, um, and a salad uh, and dessert. And so we hope that everyone feels welcome to come and join us next Sunday. I have had way too many announcements, and I apologize. Um, So now we're going to move on to our gathering song, and I invite anyone young at heart to come forward who wants to help me, who wants to teach this. I'll teach it. Oh my gosh, and Maggie, nice. Now, um, 
This song may be familiar to some of you. If you saw that um, Harry Belafonte was, was the one who wrote this piece, you might be like, what in the world? Now, what we're going to do, though, is the camp version, all right? Have, are you all familiar with Turn the World Around? Have you all recall it? All right. So we're going to do a couple of verses. I invite you all to stand up if you're able, if you desire. And the words are, we're going to do fire and water, all right? And so the words are, we come from the fire, living in the fire, go back to the fire, turn the world around, all right? You want to repeat after me? We come from the fire, living in the fire, go back to the fire, turn the world around, for those who would like to do some gymnastics, all right? And so we're going to sing that twice, and then we're going to go to a chorus, which goes, Whoa, so is life, whoa, turn the world around. Can you all try that? Whoa, so is life, whoa, turn the world around. All right. The second verse, you might get too dizzy. You don't have to do the turn if you don't want to. The second verse is about water. It says, we come from the water, living in the water. Go back to the water, turn the world around. You want to try that? We come from the water, living in the water. Go back to the water, turn the world around. That's pretty good. And then it's going to go to the chorus. Whoa, so is life. Whoa. Turn the world around. We're going to sing that twice. So, you all want to try it with me? You all willing? All right. First time, let's do it without the drums. Yeah. We come from the fire, living in the fire. Go back to the fire, turn the world around. We come from the fire, living in the fire. Go back to the fire, turn the world around.
please stand if you are able and join me in the call to worship. The earth is beautiful and bright and kindly, but that is not all. God's presence and power are in every corner of the universe. God's presence is in all creatures. Praise God, all creatures of the earth. All the stones that are around here, each one has a language of its own. Even the earth has a song. The stones sing their songs to God. It is only the infinite mercy and love of God that has prevented us from tearing ourselves to pieces and destroying God's entire creation long ago. God's mercy and love are unending. Those who contemplate the beauty of the earth find reserves of strength that will endure as long as life lasts. Let us see and proclaim the beauty of God. Let's join in the opening hymn, number 22, verses 1 through 3, All Creatures of Our God and King.
Please join me in the confession. God, we confess that we do not often bother to contemplate the way our lives and actions impact your created world. We do not act responsibly. We do not act in the truth of our connectedness. We have not loved creation or our neighbors or the generations to come with our sins. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us in the courage and the wisdom and will to change. We confess that we have been careless and wasteful in our use. We have been lazy and unimaginative finding solutions. The particles of pollution from our electricity and our cars make their way into the waters we drink and the air we breathe. We have not loved creation or our neighbors or the generations to come as ourselves. Forgive us, renew us and lead us in courage and the wisdom and will to change. Embodying grace and mercy, forestation can be replanted. Waste sites can be cleaned. Wind can power the world. Water can restore life. God's goodness is true. God's promises are true. God's love is true. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Now at peace with God, let us offer the peace of Christ to one another. You may be seated. 
Our first scripture this morning comes from the book of Genesis, the first chapter of Genesis, verses 1 through 13. I will be, in honor of graduation weekend, reading from the Good News Bible that I was presented on June 10th, 1989, at Burt Lake Christian Church in Burt Lake, Michigan, by Reverend Mark Anderson upon my third grade graduation. In the beginning, when God created the universe, the earth was formless and desolate. The raging ocean that covered everything was engulfed in total darkness, and the power of God was moving over the water. Then God commanded, let there be light, and light appeared. God was pleased with what he saw. Then he separated the light from the darkness, and he named the light day and the darkness night. Evening passed and morning came. That was the first day. Then God commanded, let there be a dome to divide the water and to keep it in two separate places. And it was done. So God made a dome and it separated the water under it from the water above it. He named the dome sky. Evening passed and morning came. That was the second day. Then God commanded, let the water below the sky come together in one place so that the land will appear. And it was done. He named the land earth and the water which had come together he named sea. And God was pleased with what he saw. Then he commanded, let the earth produce all kinds of plants, those that bear grain and those that bear fruit. And it was done. So the earth produced all kinds of plants, and God was pleased with what he saw. Evening passed, and morning came. That was the third day. The word of the Lord. It may feel a little awkward this morning because we don't have a reading from the New Testament. We don't have a reading from the Gospels. Our second reading also comes from the book of Genesis. This time from chapter 7. It may seem as though this is a familiar story to you as well but I invite you to hear it with new ears this morning as we hear about Noah and the ark and the flood over all of creation. So then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and its mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and its mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the air also, male and female, to keep their kind alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. 
and every living thing that I have made, I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. We're jumping ahead to verse 17, and it says, The flood continued 40 days on the earth, and the waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters swelled and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. The waters swelled so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters swelled above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. And all flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth, and all human beings, everything on dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life, died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground, human beings and animals and creeping things and birds of the air, they were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those that were with him on the ark. And the waters swelled on the earth for 150 days. This is the word of the Lord. It's a little hard to say thanks be to God after that reading. Drink more water. It's something that we've all heard at one point or another in our lives. Whether from our doctor, or from a relative, or a friend. And it's good advice to drink more water, isn't it? I have a headache. Drink more water. I have a fever. Stay hydrated, drink more water. I'm feeling tired. Drink more water. I just had a glass of water to drink. Drink more water. Our own human bodies are made up of more than 60% of water. Water literally keeps our bodies moving and functioning. And so this summer, I resorted to buying a 40-ounce water bottle to encourage me to drink more water. We know that water is restorative. It gives us more energy. And overall, it's a good, life-giving resource. In the Christian tradition, Water is also regarded as a symbol of life. We think of baptism and the way water functions as a symbol of life. Water cleanses and washes away sin. Water fills everything it enters, 
just as the Spirit fills those who are immersed in God's grace. And water is a resource for physical survival, just as we need God for our own spiritual survival. Water appears in many of our easily recalled biblical stories, exerting its prominence as a symbol in our tradition. We may recall stories of Moses parting the Red Sea. We may recall the story of the woman at the well who encounters Jesus. Jesus walked on water. Jesus turned water into wine. And we learn of the divine one who is known as the living water, poured out to restore and sustain all of God's people. And as we heard in our first scripture reading today, thanks to Sarah, water is part of our creation story. It's from the very beginning of our holy text that God has filled our world with water. God's spirit moves over the waters of creation. God separated the water from the land and called it very good. The very same spirit that we encountered last week through tongues of fire at Pentecost is present in the waters of creation today. Without water, there is no life. Yet, water has the power to destroy as well as to create. We tend to ignore or maybe seek to forget the destructive force of water that is also present in our Bible. The text we hear today of the flood and the destruction, it's not included in the Revised Common Lectionary that we usually follow on Sunday mornings. It's not frequently preached on. In fact, when I sought to look up more information about how to frame worship around the story of the flood, I came up quite empty. Because we rely on water so much as a life-giving resource, it's hard to find information about how it's a life-taking resource as well. So it's here in this text that we read this morning that God warns Noah, saying, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. For 40 days and 40 nights, God sent water destructive water, with the intent to destroy life on earth. Humans, animals, all living creatures that inhabited the earth, destroyed by water. Water swelled on the earth for 150 days. That's just under five months. It's a long time. We don't always want to claim this God that brought destruction to the earth and the created order. It's not a very uplifting story. It's a sad one. One that is terrifying, especially if we don't keep on reading 
in the book of Genesis. And while you'll hear more about the hope and the promise and the covenant that this rain brings next week, that's not my job here today. I wonder what it feels like to sit in these floody waters of destruction. We know all too well the destructive power of water. Tsunamis, hurricanes, contaminated drinking water. Water has taken life. Water has taken away stability. Water has destroyed homes. Water has rendered people jobless. And while not to the severity of the flood story that we hear in Genesis or the natural disasters that we hear about in news stories, we know the impact of unwelcomed waters here at 7th Street Christian Church. Our own space has been altered by destructive waters. Tiles are bubbling up in our fellowship spaces. Kitchen cabinets and doors are warped because of the moisture that is in these spaces. Equipment has been damaged and deemed unsalvageable. And while we don't know the severe destruction that others experience because of water, we know a small fraction of how it can impact a building and a community. The things I listed are the short list. There's a lot more. We know the great cost, financial cost, associated with remedying the flood damage as well. So how do we work to faithfully reconcile the complexities of water in our own Christian tradition? How do we hear the story of the flood and believe that water can still have life-giving properties? How do we think about baptism in our own tradition while at the same time acknowledging the damage and the destruction of water that has had on other members of creation? I don't have an easy answer for us. These are questions that I too wrestle with. But I believe that there is a truth that we can hold fast to that God is at work in the waters, all the waters. That throughout history, God has been at work in the water. In the present, God is at work in the water. And in the future, God will continue to be at work in the water. God's spirit was working over the deep of the waters of creation, God's command of water came and destroyed in the flood. God was at work when Moses parted the sea to free the Israelites from slavery. God was at work in the River Jordan where John the Baptist baptized Jesus. God was at work in the water that Jesus used to wash the disciples' feet. God is at work in the water now. God is at work in the rains that nourish a community experiencing drought. God is at work in the water that serves as home to the fish and other creatures of the sea. 
God is at work in the water that we drink, that I drank this morning. God is at work in the waters of baptism that we experience grace in. God is at work in the waters of our present. And yes, God is even at work in the waters that have flooded and continue to flood Hanover Hall and other parts of our building. We may not know why or what God is intending with the water, but I think that we can trust that God is present in the water and that the Holy Spirit is preparing us for something new, something different, something life-giving to both us and to the communities that we serve and those that use our spaces. So may we continue to faithfully trust, do the hard work of trusting that God is at work in the waters of the past, of the present, and of the future. Amen. In response to God's word read and proclaimed, may we join our voices together singing Restless Weaver, found on page 658 of her hymnal.
may be seated. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Living water, your grace abounds like flowing rivers. How precious it is to be immersed in your abundant love. We give thanks for the waters of baptism that remind us of who we are and whose we are in your embrace. And we come to you with gratitude for those same sacred waters that connect us to each other through the promise of mercy for generations past, present, and future. Hear our prayers, O God, this morning as we pray for all of your children especially those who find themselves in seasons of drought and thirst, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. For those battling rough seas of chronic illness and other health concerns, we pray for patience and perseverance. For those experiencing storms of violence in their homes and in their communities, we pray for their protection and safety in all circumstances. For those who do not have reliable shelter or protection from the elements of heat and rain, we pray that you surround them and be their sense of comfort and rest. For those experiencing loneliness and isolation, and those feeling stranded in deep, deep waters, we pray for belonging and acceptance. For those who serve as caregivers and find their wells dry from exhaustion and empathy, we pray for rest and renewal. Remind us that you are our living water, God. Fill us with patience and persistence to do the work that you call us to of compassion and peacemaking. Stir in us understanding and tolerance that we might be faithful neighbors to one another in all circumstances. Pour out your hope and confidence upon us, your children, that we might make manifest your justice in our communities and the larger world. We pray together, trusting in the overflowing love of God, hope of Christ, and joy of the Spirit. Together, God's children say, Amen. Siblings in Christ, the spirit of truth is with us. 
Each week, we take time to acknowledge the many ways that God continues to bless us with good, good gifts. And so now we have this opportunity to, joy, to share with joy and thanksgiving, returning up to God a portion of what God has given us. So let us share our morning's tithes and offerings.
We give thanks, O God, for all that you have given us. Pour out your blessing on these tithes and offerings, that they might be a source of blessing in our church, in our community, and in our world. Through this act of sharing, may we counter fear with hope and transform scarcity through generosity. We offer this prayer in the name of the Creator, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, we have considered the power of water. The power of water to save, a safe space for sea creatures to live, water to drink, baptismal water to symbolize new life, and when Jesus is around, a miracle party trick. But water also has the power to destroy contaminated drinking water, floodwaters destroying homes, drowning life, and even in our case, an unrequested swimming pool in Hanover Hall. Like water, this table too has power. This communion table is life saving. Simple elements of bread and wine, a reminder of how Jesus walked the earth and calls us to live. But this table has also been used throughout the centuries to abuse power, used to manipulate beliefs, used to keep people out, all in an illusion to keep us safe. The power of this table doesn't rest in the hands of humans. It rests in the power of God. And when we come to this table, we celebrate a profound love of God, where all are welcome and invited, no matter their lot in life. So come, come to this table and partake of the life-giving and life saving power of Jesus. Let us join our voices in our communion hymn found on page 392.
recall the story that on the night Jesus was to be betrayed, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and pouring out the wine, he blessed it and gave it to them and said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Friends, this morning we partake of communion by intinction. You are invited to come forward and you will take a piece of bread and dip it in the cup and partake of both elements together. Please know that here at 7th Street Christian Church, we practice an open communion table. So no matter who you are or where you are from, you are welcome here. Let us give thanks. So much to gather together around table to break bread with one another, with friends, family, and loved ones. We love so much to be in this place to partake of this bread and this cup. This bread reminds us of Christ's body broken on Calvary's cross for all. May it nourish us physically. May it nourish us spiritually. May we be about the work of sharing your bread with the world. Both bread that will nourish bodies so hungry for food, nourish spirits and souls so hungry for truth, for justice, for love, for hope. Bless us as we partake, we pray, and remind us whenever two or more are gathered in your name, there you are, right in the middle, enjoying our company as we enjoy yours. Amen. This morning we appreciate all creatures of God singing for the sun and moon as the flowing water makes music for our Lord to hear all day and night. In your creative vision, we weave ourselves together in a very strong fabric as stewards of your world, planting your precious seeds to please you in all that we accomplish each day. We dream of a transformation where justice rules so as not to let all of this beautiful creation perish again as it was blotted out by the roaring flood that Noah and his family survived. Let us live as Noah, whose life was noted as being worthy of surviving. As we partake of this cup, let it provide us with your guidance to live harmoniously together, spreading peace and stewardship of the gifts you have given us throughout the world for everyone to see, love, preserve, and care for as you, our creator, have done for us. Praise and thanks to you, O Lord. Alleluia.
With grateful hearts, we give thanks for this meal, for this time and space to nourish ourselves and turn towards your direction once again, O oh God. Filled with love, filled with the Holy Spirit, we know we are equipped for the journey beyond these walls to do the work you call us to. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and power and the glory forever. Amen. I've got peace like a river. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got love like an ocean in my soul. We have peace like rivers. We have joy like fountains. We have love like the ocean in our souls. To not just keep for ourselves, but to share with everyone that we meet. So let us go and do so, knowing that the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the joy of the Holy Spirit go with us today and always.
Amen.